Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my homeboy and friend and co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Uh, welcome today, Will. Good morning, Gabe. We always say good morning because we record in the morning. That's right. So you we can do. listen to us whenever you want. There are no rules. That is true. That is true. So uh, Will's got his Clemson uh, shirt on today. Today is the big day, Clemson versus Carolina. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, that is. Uh, should be a good game. Looking forward to it. It's in a few hours. So my my life might be a little crazy because my wife mm-hmm. is a Gamecocks fan and I'm a Clemson mm-hmm. fan. So mm-hmm. I told her I'd be happy to go outside and just watch it you know, <laughs> on my phone or something like that so we don't have any challenges today. So um, Yeah. Yeah, we've beaten them, what, seven years in a row? So really? I feel wow. like, you know. Oh, boy. I guess technically we didn't – was it last year or two years ago? Whatever the COVID year was, we didn't play them. But – uh, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. I got to a point like my family is is mostly all Carolina fans, and you know, for a while there, I started feeling bad for them. It was like you know, like I don't want them to win, but I want them to at least have a, a couple of decent years, you know, so they're not like riding off the season by the third or fourth game. And now they they if you're watching this real time or listening to this real time, they've just beat Tennessee, who's what ranked number five. Uh, so now yeah. they're all hyped up and excited about the game. So it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we beat them by, you know, 50, 60 points and that, put them back right. in their place. I swear know? I hope it too because we have like a 40-game home win streak on mm-hmm. the, on the yeah. line as well, and yeah. that would be super not cool if they ended that. Yeah, that, so. would, that would not be good. We would not hit the I'd, end of that. I'd rather end it to like Walford or something, yeah. you know, yeah. versus uh, I'd much rather do that. them. So, well, today we're going to surround, surround the Christmas season. Okay, just got finished with Thanksgiving two days ago. And I hope you're all uh, feeling full and, and fat and happy from that. And now as we kind of enter into the Christmas season, you know, last year we did an episode called Surviving the Season. And we're going to uh, talk about some other things in relation to this time of year because, you know, holidays are wonderful. They're fun. They're fantastic. Uh, but they can also be really challenging and difficult if you've gone through a loss like the loss of a child like we talk about on this show and so we want to recognize that and realize that while everyone else may be you know super excited and pumped and you know ready for Christmas and enjoyed Thanksgiving that it might have been hard for you as a listener if you just recently lost a a little little one or even if it's just this year you know this calendar year and so I, I know you know Personally, like when when we went through our our tragedy with our girls, of uh, them passing, you know that was it was early. It was like in early year of the year, March to May, and uh, I just remember that first that first holiday season. Even though it had been several months, man, it was just still not easy. Like it was hard. It's like everybody was happy and excited, and we were just like we felt like we had this void, mm-hmm. you know, in our in our hearts because we had anticipated having three little girls you know around the christmas tree mm-hmm. and around the you know the table and for them not to be there that was that was tough man and you know i remember we even had um people that had already given us like some christmas ornaments and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um about triplets and three you know girls and all that stuff and so as we're unpacking our christmas stuff man you like see those ornaments and then it was like oh this is like you know mm-hmm. shot to the heart kind of thing and so mm-hmm. um you want to throw in on that too yeah i mean i just think you know when i know random statistics i like to throw them in and i think 
Thanksgiving and Christmas specifically is like the most difficult time of the year for a lot of people, you know, even people who haven't dealt with the loss of a child, just the idea, you know, and we're going to talk about this later, but, you know, hopefully you had some good memories of Christmas when you're a child and, you know, family got together or, you know, whatever, you have a lot of good memories. So then you grow up and family passes away or they move away or, you know, circumstances are different. Time changes things. And so you just, you feel alone, you know, you feel disconnected from your roots and, you know, what you enjoyed and, you know, it's a time to reflect and and all that. And so Thanksgiving, Christmas is is just a tough time for a lot of people, Uh, whether you've been through the loss of a child or, you know, you're just disconnected from family. And so, you know, what we're going to talk about today and in the next episode, just some encouragement for you that, you know, it's okay to feel those feelings, but also, you know, knowing that the Lord is there, you know, the Lord cares, you know, he's, he's not disconnected from you, he's near, and, and he offers that hope and comfort that can get you through the season and, and draw you closer to him. That's right, and, you know, we, we want guys to know that it's okay to be sad, like, it's okay to feel the emotions that you're having right now and to to allow that to be real to you. Like, yes, there's a point, we've talked about this in other shows, about the importance of like, yes, we need to push through because we need to be the leader for our family. We need to get things done. We need to get up, go to work, you know, be there for our wives, that kind of thing. But also, it's okay to, to sit in that emotion for a bit and like recognize that you're sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to you know, um, just sit on the couch and veg out on TV while you're eating uh, Cheetos, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in your underwear with the drawer, uh, blinds, you know, closed there and being in a state of funk and depression and be like, I'm sad, get away from me. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. We're saying as you go throughout your day, it's okay to recognize your feelings and to experience them and to allow those um, to to drive your motivations. And, and one thing for that would be for us to to look at what can motivate us okay i said drive your motivations what can motivate us to to keep going through a real difficult time of year Uh, because sometimes it may feel that you don't want to keep going that you don't want to experience the joy and you're mad at other people because they're happy and because there's they're kind of moved on from their life and you're having a hard time doing that well that's understandable okay but but one thing that i want us to consider is that a lot of times our circumstances are going to be difficult, just like what we talk about in this show. And a way, and this took me a while to get to this point, and so if you're not there yet, I get it. Like, give yourself time. Like, give yourself some grace. But in Psalms uh, 9, verses 1 through 2, it, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. And we're going to talk about the wonders of this time of year in the next show and the follow-up to this. But it says, I will be glad and rejoice in you, I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And the the phrase that caught me there was in you. Because the psalmist is not saying, hey, I'm rejoicing in my circumstance and in my current lot in life. Because sometimes that can be not so joyful. That can be difficult. That can be painful emotionally, physically, whatever. Certainly emotionally, as we're talking about in this show. 
But he's saying, I rejoice in you. He's saying, I rejoice in God. I rejoice in who God is and in the wonders and the majesty of his creation. And so that's one motivation for us to figure out, hey, how do we rejoice in the Lord even though our circumstances may be causing us to not rejoice? Okay, and so um, a way that we do that is recognizing that even in difficult times, God has those challenging times put there for his glory and for our benefit and there's certainly some other episodes where we've really dove into that but we just got to remember that even in the challenging times like they are there to to make us closer to the lord to make us better men and to prepare us maybe even for something that's coming down the road and so we can rejoice in the lord even when our circumstances may not be joyful Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said there, you know, the the most important thing is, you know, we talk about like downward spirals and things like that, you know, and if you're if you're under the impression that, you know, like you said a minute ago, you're a man, and so you just have to get over it. You can't be sad. You can't, you know, allow yourself to sit back and and feel and grieve through the loss of your child. Then not only is that bad in the moment but you're also starting this cycle of like okay well I can't do anything about it so I'm just gonna hold it in you know I can't can't feel bad I can't be weak in front of my wife I'm gonna hold it in and then we've already talked about several times in other episodes how that's gonna cause you know sometimes you don't need to break down and just cry and boohoo you do need to be strong but there are times when you need to process that so that you're not holding it in you know raising your stress levels messing with your sleep, messing with your relationship with your wife, your kids, their living, your friends, your family, whoever, you know, you do need to process that. So talking about that, talk about emotions and sadness, you know, Gabe and I wanted to talk a little bit about how we've been given emotions. They're, they're a God-given thing. They're not a cause of the fall. Um, you know, we are created to feel joy in the Lord and joy in children and in relationships with friends and relationship with our wives. We're created to love and give and, and have mercy for others like the Lord has mercy for us. And we're also created because we love and because we enjoy relationships, we're created to grieve over the loss of relationship, whether that's, you know, a divorce, whether that's loss of friendship, whether that's, you know, something silly like a favorite like a podcast or something that you're listening to you liked and it quit and it's done at the end of that relationship you know a sillier thing but we're definitely created you know and we'd love someone if you've lost a parent you've lost a sibling you lost a grandparent or if you've lost a child you know you grieve over the loss of that relationship and the loss of what you had in the past if it's a parent or a grandparent and you you lost the future relationship you're going to have with a child. And so we just want to you know, go over that, that the Lord gave you those emotions. So feel free to express them in a healthy way and don't beat yourself up about it. And also, you know, the Lord has emotions himself. The Bible talks about the Lord being angry. And I think, I'm going off what other people say here, so don't quote me. I'm not a 
a Hebrew, a Greek scholar, but I think the literal translation when it talks about like the Lord being angry in the Old Testament is like his nose was hot. And that's kind of like a funny, sounds funny. The first time I heard it, I thought it was kind of a weird turn of phrase. But one, it's Hebrew. They have different idioms than we do. Two, like if you think about it, like you're you're mad, you're angry, you're just like, you know, your nostrils flare. You see like in the old cartoons, like a bull or something gets hit by something in Bugs Bunny and like mm-hmm. his nose turns red and steam blows out and it's like you can see what he's saying there so mm-hmm. like if God is angry at the people of Israel turning away and worshiping idols saying he, he is angry he is, his nose was hot like he is just disgusted he's frustrated and he wants to do something you know he wants to correct his people and bring them back because he loves them and because he loves them he's angry over what they've done so God feels the emotion of anger. You know, God feels mercy. God feels uh, graciousness and love for us. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. That's the reason we, we have the Christmas season is because of God's love. But, you know, I'll, I'll throw it to you, Gabe. But, you know, we, it, we can rejoice that we have a God that isn't this big bang he snapped his fingers and something happened and now we have the world and we have everything the way it is or even that he was an interested god like probably not as big of a deal now or people don't talk about it in the term deism but people like to say you know if they believe in a god but they don't want a relationship or they don't want to be under his authority they'll say you know there is a god he created the world he doesn't care about the world like he's just disconnected creator and that's just not true it's not the story we have in the bible so that's yeah. right. And I love what you said about being okay with having emotions, you know, because, mm. again, God made them. And, you know, I just referenced Psalms a minute ago. My goodness. Read through mm. Psalms. You're mm-hmm. going to see a, a, a gamut of emotions. Mm. Song of Solomon, like Ecclesiastes, Proverbs even. Um, and, and certainly as we get into the Gospels and we see, you know, Jesus mm. and his life and his emotion. Mm. Why he was happy. He was sad. He was angry. You know, like emotions are okay for us to have and so don't think my goodness we even look we sometimes we think oh you know we got to be this john wayne character and just Mm. very stoic not really you look at those old westerns even when those guys Mm. got sad when their buddy got shot or their woman went off with somebody else down the Mm -hmm. street you know what they go they went to the bar and sat there and drank whiskey for hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) talking to the bartender right Mm -hmm. that was that was even these uh cowboy guys that are supposed to be so tough and stoic like expressing emotion right Mm -hmm. so we're not saying go to the bar and yeah. sh- do shots all night if you're sad. What yeah. we're saying is that it's okay to have emotions, okay? And and so how do we, other than, yes, trying to figure out how do we have joy in the Lord, well, we can have joy in the Lord realizing that he's always for us, not against us, mm-hmm. okay? That's one way. Again, get into the scripture, like read it, ex- understand how much he loves you and, and, and how he created you with the purpose and on purpose and and that hopefully can give you some joy. Also, you know, some practical things. Man, think back to things that you love to do as a kid mm. around this time of the year. You know, even just sitting and reflecting on those good memories, man, is a, is a great thing to do to help kind of get us out of that funk, I would say, and to get us moving forward. Uh, what are some of your, at least one or two of your favorite memories, man, of childhood, like around Christmas time or Thanksgiving time? There's so many. I mean, I think for me one of the biggest things is just being around family and i think you know i talked about like you know when, when you get older and life moves on 
you grieve the loss of people or you grieve the loss of you know, the way things were and also because again we're we're aware in this podcast that uh, we both had relatively good healthy upbringings and there's some people that didn't but um, you know I grew up had two sides of the family we did Christmas with both of them and they were both really special but I think one thing that that I really enjoyed and that I miss and there are times that when I'm sad I can be sad about missing it or I can you know, like you said, Gabe, go back and think over those memories and be thankful for the way the Lord blessed me with that family that, you know, allowed us to have these memories. But on my dad's side of the family, my grandfather died when I was two or three months old, so I never knew him. But my grandmother lived until I was 12 or 13, 14, somewhere around in there. And um, we always went over to my oldest aunt's house on that side and my grandmother came over my dad has three sisters and their husbands and their kids came over and we had i don't know we had 25 30 people in this house and it's a pretty nice house but you know it was still small enough where it felt like there were 20 people in the house yeah and it was just it was always fun you know i I don't spend as much time with that side of the family now that our grandmother is dead and we've all kind of scattered and Everybody has kids who have kids, and, you know, the, the aunts are all playing, you know, grandmother, or some of them are, and one of them has passed on. But um, it's just, it's fun, you know, think about that house full of laughter and full of, there's really interesting people on that side of the family, and they're all telling their stories or playing video games or wanting to play in the backyard because it's Christmas here in South Carolina can be 60-degree days yeah. and all that stuff. So... Yeah, I mean, that that's a really fun time is just thinking about being back with my dad's family and really just relaxing and, and the fun of being with that side of the family. But another thing we did that was really cool is with my immediate family, my parents and my two brothers, my parents, I don't even know where they got this idea or, or how they worked it out, but there's 20 minutes from where I grew up, there's a farmer that I guess my parents knew through church and... He has a barn out in a pasture, and it's got the hayloft and all that stuff. And he would let us go into that barn and into the hayloft. And some Christmases wouldn't be as fun because there'd be like a couple of hay bales up there. But most Christmases, waking up, you know how you exaggerate things when you think back to your childhood memories. But we would climb up into this hayloft, and they're like literally you couldn't see the floor, and the hayloft is like. I don't know, 50 by 60 or something. It'd be hay all the way over the floor. There'd be some places where it's stacked four high, and we'd like climb around over them and all this stuff, and it'd be cold because it was in a barn. And our parents took us out there so that we could sit on the hay in the dark with maybe a flashlight or something, but before we had smartphones that had lights on them. And my parents would read us the Christmas story, and we could hear goats and sheep and oh, cows wow. in the pasture. Sometimes they'd be pretty quiet. Sometimes they'd be louder. But, you know, we could look out one of the windows, and we could see stars as we were out in kind of the middle of nowhere, and we'd hear the animals. And that was always a really neat thing. You know, I guess we didn't understand the significance of it, you know, them trying to connect us to what we believe is, is where and how Christ was born. But it was a really cool memory thinking back on it. And, again, we don't do that anymore because we all have kids and we're growing up and, and doing different things. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a really cool memory, like you say, that, that I can 
go back to tie myself to the quote unquote, you know, great past, you know, we always idealize our past, but rejoice, like you say, you know, and, and having those memories that the Lord allowed us to have to, you know, get us to be who we are today to create a foundation for in those circumstances, you know, and understanding the importance of family and, and love for each other and with my dad's family and then with our immediate family, you know, we were we were again spending time with family and, and enjoying love for each other, but we were also, you know, learning about Christ and hearing the Christmas story and our parents were doing their best in a modern context to help us understand, you know, like, hey, this could have been similar to what it was like. You were in a, imagine, you know, being here and we were 10 years old, maybe 12 years old, 13 years old when we stopped doing this. But like, imagine a woman giving birth here with animals, you know, it's muddy and it's dirty and there's hay and it smells like animal poop and all this stuff, you know, like this is trying to connect us back to what it was like when Jesus was born. And so those are some some cool memories just for me, but I think they they also have the lesson, you know, like you mm-hmm. say, of trying to draw us closer to the Lord and being thankful for what He gives us. Um, what Man, about you? That's awesome. Uh, that is one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. I've never <laughs> never heard of any family yeah. doing that before. Thank neat. you for I sharing. Have no that. idea where they got that idea, yeah. but it's really cool to think uh, back on it. Yeah, that is so cool, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I. Gosh, a lot of good memories growing up as a kid. You know, I was—I say I was blessed with a broken family that mm-hmm. then remarried, right? Mm-hmm. So I had my my biological dad and stepmom, and then I had my, you know, biological mom and stepdad, and so they were, you know, mom and dad had obviously different families there, mm-hmm. and so I would I would got to go, and you know, go with uh, my dad and and Barry, which was you know my dad and stepmom on uh, Christmas Eve Eve. And I would go to their house, and we would do, you know, Christmas Eve night, and then Christmas, you know, Santa would come or whatever mm-hmm. on on, the, on Christmas Eve that morning for me at their house, and we always had a great time. My sister mm-hmm. was there, and she, uh, we would have always have great memories there. I, I remember we would like uh, they loved to like string popcorn mm-hmm. and do the so we would spend hours, you know, stringing popcorn and trying not to eat all of it, mm-hmm. and then. And we would make, I would say we would make the popcorn. I remember they would get those little, uh, you can still find them at a grocery store sometimes, those little tins that Mm -hmm. you would like hold over the fire and Mm -hmm. shake and it would pop. And vividly remember doing that over Mm -hmm. their fireplace. And uh, always, uh, they they always played Amy Grant's Christmas album, which I (laughs) just, you know, still have great memories of that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'd wake up the next day and, you know, do do presents and, and have breakfast. And it was just always great, mm-hmm. great memories, man, and, and being at their house. And they ended up moving out of town a little bit kind of later when I was 10 or so, and they would always come back, and we would stay at my grandma's house over in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But similar, you know, situation there, you know, just always had a, had a joyful time, you know, trying to get to bed early mm-hmm. that night and whatnot to get up for the next day. And so that was always great. And then, and then I'd come home sometime later in the day on Christmas Eve and then, uh, do stuff with with my mom and stepdad and our, my two uh, brothers had a stepbrother and half brother on that side of the family and we would uh go to either we'd go to our cousin's house or our cousins would come to our house and uh, always had fun you know mm-hmm. doing that i remember me and my my old, my cousin shane we'd always play uh 
and my brothers too. If we'd go to their house, we'd always play football. They had a hallway that kind of went down, uh, you know, to their bedrooms, and we would play football in that hallway. So it was kind of a confined mm-hmm. space, and like you know, if you you just smash each other into the walls and whatnot, and and uh, that was always a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And now I wouldn't dare play football with him because he's a giant. He's uh. like six five, like. 280 like there's no way man he's so huge i used to be bigger than him and then he like mm-hmm. way outgrew me so i don't mess with him anymore um but mm-hmm. cool. and then you know we would have fun of course that that night we always got to open up one present on christmas eve which was you know mm-hmm. super awesome and That's then cool. you know wake up the next morning and do the do the christmas thing and then we would always have uh, breakfast that was kind of our thing it was mom would make a huge breakfast and she would make omelets and dad would cook mm. out steaks on the grill and you know mm-hmm. I remember they'd make homemade honey butter and uh, mm. so that was always really good mom always made biscuits and stuff so we you know I had great opportunities man for wonderful memories on mm-hmm. both sides of the family you know, a lot of people are like oh man my parents were divorced and I had to go here and there and whatever man I loved it I mean it was just I had those opportunities like you say to make those great memories with two mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. and a ton of people because mm-hmm. my my, um, cause Barry and my, my stepmom, like her family was huge. She had a bunch of brothers and sisters and so mm-hmm. we'd always be with that whole side of the family. And I had all these cousins on that side of the family and that was great. And then, and then come over to, you know, to home and my, my, uh, stepdad's family, it was, he was, he had a, a, a sister, but then they had a bunch of cousins and stuff. And so, so I have a lot of extended cousins mm-hmm. and so it was just great being with family, you know, mm-hmm. and always hanging out and, um. So, yeah, great time of year, great memories, man. I'm so thankful. But mm-hmm. we recognize, like you said before, some guys don't have that. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have those good memories. So, in that scenario, you know, be thinking about things that you've done recently. Mm-hmm. You know, before you had your tragedy that that you loved, and maybe that was, you know, maybe that was watching some of your favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that was going to a certain place to eat dinner. You know, or lunch mm-hmm. around this this time of year. Maybe it was going to some downtown area and checking out the Christmas lights on the street or going riding through neighborhoods or, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, just listening to certain music, you know, mm-hmm. that you enjoy or going to a Christmas play or the Nutcracker, which, by the way, if guys, if you listen to this and you've never been to the Nutcracker, you may not, you may not want to go. I didn't know that that thing didn't have words to it. Like, I didn't realize, like... I didn't know ballets didn't have words. I've seen it so many times that I forget every time. Like I get excited. <laughs> I'm like, this is cool. I like the music. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad. You know, it's a cool story. And then it starts, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this doesn't have words. <laughs> I okay. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that, man. The first time I went, my daughter was like two, and we went to Twitchell, which is mm. the cool little auditorium here in town and uh, on, the, on Converse College campus. And, man, about 15 minutes in, I leaned over to my wife. I'm like, hey, when's this thing? Uh, You're going to talk. Yeah. She was like, it's a ballet. They don't have words. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. Um, but, yes. It's good. It is good. And You say the music is good. The music is cool and moving if it's done well. Yeah. But, yeah. The I athleticism. Do, I feel the same thing. Like I'm, I'm like 10 minutes in, and I'm like, okay, so this is the intro. <laughs> That's right. Somewhere along the line. I think of it as like a musical. And it's like right. at you some think point it's gonna there's going to be, yeah, like the little kids playing at the beginning. They're going to talk. And then they're going to start singing and dancing. And it's like, nope, it's just dancing. Yeah, it's just that dancing. True. That's it. <laughs> but the athleticism of the ballet people, I don't know what you call them, they, it is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I am, I've seen it like twice, and I, I guess, un, and then we, yeah, we're just in a small town, right? Mm-hmm. So, but my goodness, I mean, like, they are some real deal athletes that can do yeah. that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. man. So, and uh, anyway, that's, 
we that's, digress. Uh, yeah, yeah, we digress. That's right. So think about old stuff. Think about new mm-hmm. stuff. You know, what brings you joy? Try to get back to that, even if you may not necessarily feel like it in mm-hmm. the moment. It'll be helpful to almost, uh, I'll say this kind of lightly, but fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Like try to put those things back in your life that used to bring you joy, and hopefully they will bring you joy again. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, fake it till you make it. Like you said, there's validity to that, but there's also maybe a negative connotation in like, are you lying? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Like there might be a negative connotation. So I've heard that said in a different way that at least helped me think about it differently. And maybe, maybe it's just my brain and nobody else would think this is interesting. But I think in Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, he expresses the same idea when you're a Christian who has fallen away from the Lord a little bit and you're you're not doing the things you should be doing or you're not feeling that you know the the nearness to the Lord and you're not feeling like doing a quiet time like doing all this he basically says you know like wake up in the morning and make a conscious choice to do the things that you would do if you felt the way that you wished you felt hmm. and so like fake it till you make it you're it's the same thing you know it's the same we're trying to i'm fancying up that same idea but i think the the idea of the thing it was to me is like it doesn't feel like it's faking it if you think about it that way it's training you know it's like Mm -hmm. we've talked before like running we talked about crossfit we talked about going to the gym you know like you're you're doing that you're training your body preparing your body to to be better so you could be a better, more active dad or you can, you know, be better at work or you can just be in better shape and, and go out and, and live a longer, more fulfilling life. And so you can think about that in the same way. Like you're not just faking it for the sake of faking it and like fooling this one person into thinking that you're, you're fine, but you're training yourself, you're training your brain to act in a way that's faithful to the Lord and that, shows you have faith and that you you feel the comfort and the hope that he provides and even when you don't feel that way you don't actually feel like hey the lord's got everything i don't have to sit at home like you said earlier in my underwear in the dark room eating cheetos i might feel like doing that but if i felt complete nearness to the lord complete confidence and trust that he's going to carry me through this, what would I do? I'd be loving to my wife, be patient with my friends and people who were trying to encourage me. I would do my best to enjoy the holidays and show love to my other family members. I'd be a faithful employee. You know, like I would be reading my Bible. I'd be doing a quiet time. I'd be going to church and celebrating the Lord. Like you talked about earlier, you know, rejoicing in the Lord and what he's given you. And I don't, think we should look at that as I'm pretending a lot of people like to say I don't want to go to church because you know I'm a screwed up person and I just feel like a hypocrite when I'm in church I'm like well you are Hmm. and I am too and Gabe is too and our pastor is if you want to call him a hypocrite like he's up there and you can say our pastor is teaching us the right stuff but he's he sins too yeah you're right in that sense he's a hypocrite and I'm a hypocrite but the church is full of quote hypocrites because the church is full of sinners who are screwing up and know the right thing to do and are trying to be more obedient to the Lord. And so that's, I think how we should look at it is you're not pretending you're training your brain to act in faithful ways. Mm. 
That's good. I love that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point, man. And again, a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't think that you're being fake, mm-hmm. right? You're just trying harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and you can see the long game. You know, you can see that it's, mm-hmm. it is training. Uh, yeah. I think lastly, and then we'll close this episode down, is a way to get through this tough time is serve. Mm-hmm. Like, find a way that you can actually, like, get, like, your mind off of yourself and off mm. of your uh, circumstances. Mm. Because if we continually are like just sitting in our grief and never, you know, never wanting to reflect on the good times of the past or never wanting to think about the fun things that we've done, you know, recently, um, and we, we don't want to move out of our, you know, very difficult time, then it's easy to stay there. But if we, look for ways to serve others in our community or ways to even serve our spouse, then that's going to be a really good opportunity to get the, to get the attention um, off of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, um, it's just going to help us to heal, you mm-hmm. know, mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so a, a good example of this is just recently uh, one of my grandfathers passed away and it was from my stepdad's dad. And, and so, you know, they, um, I mean, I've known him for almost my whole life because, you know, again, like I said earlier, my, both of my parents ended up remarrying when I was very young. And so, you know, I've, I've had this, this opportunity to have these, you know, several grandparents for a lot of years there. And so he passed away. He was 91, lived a great life and long life and just kind of got old, you know, and passed away. And my grandmother called me the other day and, and or I called her check on her and then she's she's like hey i've heard about this homeless shelter downtown do you know any ways that i can serve over there she's like because i'm just so tired of sitting around here being sad and lonely i want to go out and get my mind off of myself and pour into other people mm-hmm. and i was like man what a like she's like 85 years old man and mm-hmm. she's thinking that proactively about how do I get out of my grief? Well, the mm-hmm. way I get out, she says, is I'm going to go help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a great idea this time of the year. Certainly a lot of opportunities for, for help, I'm sure, in whatever community you're in, where you can get involved in a homeless shelter, soup kitchen, um, helping out you know, uh, a children's shelter or, or some kind of homeless project. I mean, or maybe your thing's pets, man. I don't mm-hmm. know, helping out at the... You know, wherever they take uh, stray animals, animal shelter, and, yeah, animal yeah. shelter kind of thing. Like, there's a lot of opportunities for service. I'm sure mm-hmm. that you could get involved in. So, think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Like you say, that gets your mind off yourself, helps you not to go in that downward spiral we talked about, but it also helps you refocus on being thankful for yeah. what you have. And, yes. You know, you've been through pain, but other people have been through pain too, and sharing you know we've talked about the verse several times in corinthians you know sharing the comfort that you've been given with other Mm -hmm. people is something that we've been commanded to do as believers so yeah i think that's it's definitely an important thing to do and to get your your mind off of your pain and and on the lord well thank you all for joining us today i will follow up with this episode on the next episode uh just some other uh, ideas for how to get through you know this, this this great but sometimes tough time of the year uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's uh, just look for Lost Boys and Found Fathers. And you can also check out my books. I've got 
uh, Thy Will Be Done. That's available on Amazon. Put a question mark at the end of that. And my name, Gabriel O'Sullivan, when you're searching for that. And also my newest book, which is called Every Little Thing. <laughs> Think about it. Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. And that is on Amazon or on um, Apple Books or BarnesandNoble.com. So again, thank you all for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.